Cheers. Cheers. Woohoo. Welcome back to the Spiritual Curiosity Podcast. This episode, we are going to be talking about energy, 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 (laughs) particularly in the protective form, protective energy work, um, protection magic. Why do we need to protect ourselves? But before we get into all of that, Haley is going to hit us with today's reading. So Paloma gifted me a beautiful new tarot deck during her travels to New Mexico. And so we will put a link in the bio for the episode, but it is called the Mythic Goddess Tarot. And it was made by Jane Wallace. And today's poll, we have the King of Wands and the Emperor. And so I'm going to just reference the reading in the little booklet that came with the tarot deck. The King of Wands, meaning leader. The King of Wands has a fiery feel, a bold and fearless type who is willing to stand up for his beliefs and is not one to follow the crowd. This may well be someone you recognize in your life. However, this card can also indicate that you will step into a role like this. You'll have a clear vision and others will be drawn to you. Clear-eyed and charismatic, you can be an inspiration to others. You know your mind and can push forward with purpose. In real terms, this means following your dreams and doing what is on your mind, even if you or others fear it could be reckless. Make a move on that person you have a crush on or quit your job and start your own business. Wow. And then our other card is the Emperor. And what's great about this deck is that it does, for the major arcana, it goes through different goddesses. And so the goddess associated with the emperor card um, is an Egyptian goddess, and her name is Mayat. Mat? Yeah. Mat. We listened to a Google before this. Hopefully we're saying it correctly. Hopefully. So take it up with the Google guy. (laughs) We didn't say it right. Mat is the Egyptian goddess of truth, order, and natural ethical and moral law, the spirit of what is right versus what is merely legal or lawful. Most importantly, she upholds order. Mat was created when her father, Ra, arose from the waters of chaos. She was married to Toth, god of wisdom. Mat's existence kept everything in balance, offering morality and justice. In ancient Egyptian mythology, after the death of the body, everyone had to pass through the Hall of Judgment, where a person's heart, which contained a record of all their actions in life, was weighed on a scale against Mott's feather of truth. If the person's heart balanced with Mott's feather, they could continue their journey to the afterlife. If not, that person was denied eternal life. Whoa. So with this emperor card... And with Mott being the goddess associated with the emperor card, the meaning is authority. Mott represents a righteous moral code, which links with the divine and the soul. Mott represents leadership and fosters honor and discipline. A decision may be needed that requires you to act rationally with integrity and for the greater good. Promotions, achievements, and deserved accolades may well be coming your way. You could be taking on a leadership role where you can command and direct others. You were clear-eyed when it comes to manifesting your goal, and you had the strength to stand up and say and do what is right. Remember, you're in charge. You have the final say. 
You have the power and moral authority to settle disagreements now. In love, this card can represent involvement with someone older and who possesses great wisdom. That kind of took a little bit of a turn at the end, but I love the quote under the, the card in the book. It says, I am my own authority. My moral code creates my own life structure. I love that. I just love this deck already. Yeah. These are, and these well, thank cards, you. of course. Yes. I, yeah, I saw them there and they, they only had one of this deck there. I mean, they had other like decks from other people, but this was the only one that they had there. So I'm glad you enjoy it. And these cards are really beautiful too. Mm-hmm. Like they're so colorful and I love how, I don't know, just, just how, pink they are they're like really pink and i i personally love the color pink but a I, good pink yeah they're like really nice shades of pink um they're like blushy type pinks we'll, um, post, a, we'll post a picture on our social media yeah 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 so go and check that out um we'll leave our our instagram handle on the bio as well but um part of the reason why I love these cards so much too is that they're both kind of fiery you know like when we think about authority we kind of think about that like grounded fieriness to be like to stand in your own truth and just say it with conviction Mm -hmm. and then like relating that to the king of wands who's a very fiery person who knows their power who knows their authority knows what they want and knows what they're gonna do to get what they want so I love that. I felt that energy for sure this last week. Absolutely. I've just kind of, and I'm pretty sure I've said these words exactly of claiming my power. Yeah. To a couple of people in the last week of just, yeah, like I'm ready to just like take what's mine and what I deserve. And so, you know, drawing these cards, it just, it was spot on. And so I love this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like now that you bring that up, it feels really relatable too, because I've been kind of going through that whole journey too with staying or leaving school. Mm-hmm. And I know in truth that leaving school would be tapping into my own power, mm-hmm. into my own authority. But part of, you know, when you have all these mentors that say like, no, this is the worst idea you could ever do. It makes you question yourself and question of like, what do I really want? But you know what you want. And that's mm-hmm. part of that intuition building and mm-hmm. knowing yourself and knowing what your desires actually look like, which nobody else can tell you Mm -hmm. what they are. So, but I really loved what you said of claiming your power and to relate that to this episode, we're talking about like protection, energy, protection work, which I think that's all about claiming your own power. When you can stand in your own power and your own presence, you stand strong and you make it so that you are protecting yourself from outside unwanted or negative energies. Yeah, which I I very much need help with because, I mean, with the holidays all around us, I think it's also like a perfect time to, and I know this time of year, that's when people are work, doing shadow work and, you know, the the we don't have as much daylight and we're spending more time indoors. And, and so this this time of year is just kind of perfect, a perfect time to to do some, some inner work and to just kind of evaluate and kind of dig a little deeper. But um, with that, it's, it's, it's a lot easier said than done, right? Where it's just like, oh, you just got to protect your energy. And I'm like, I don't even know where to start with so that. True. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Plum is here to help all of us today. <laughs> I don't know about that, but but you know we've guide been, us, hold our hands no. through this. <laughs> no, <laughs> but you know you've been uh, starting to read the Empath Survival Guide mm-hmm. by Judith Orloff, mm-hmm. and that is such a good book of that kind of outlines why it's so important. Of, of why we need to protect ourselves and also understanding your yourself as a human being and, and actually starting to acknowledge and admit when we are like energetically poor as people, mm-hmm. when we just kind of absorb everything or um, are just really sensitive to other people's energies. And so I kind of wanted to bring it to the first part of why do we do a protective work mm-hmm. of any sort it could be protection magical spells it could be protection energy work mm-hmm. there's so many different ways that we can do um to protect ourselves spiritually physically mentally um but why do we do it mm-hmm. and you brought up a good point earlier before we even started the episode of energetically or yeah energetic vampires mm-hmm. which during the holidays is such a prime example, especially when you're around, not for everybody, but some people do experience family members that Mm -hmm. can be unintentionally that way or intentionally that way, or just some people aren't really good with their own boundaries. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for you to kind of stand in your own um, boundaries and it makes it more difficult. Um, Yeah. There's so many different reasons why we, why we should be doing this work on a daily basis. Yeah. Plus it, I mean, the holidays, on one hand, everyone's just like, oh my gosh, I love the holidays. But then the reality hits you of, oh, wait, hold on. Like, who's coming to town over the holidays? Who do I have to spend a lot of time with over the lo- uh, over the holidays? And so I think that's exactly where the energy vampires come into, into mind, where there's, I mean, I absolutely love my family, but there's also times where, like, yeah, like, not everyone's kind of in their best kind of self and people are going through their own stuff and maybe they're, you know, just maybe they're, you know, I guess sharing their negative energy or maybe they're, they're sucking the energy, um, depending on maybe it could even get to, you know, um, uh, the, the, I don't know if it makes sense. Like I'm thinking like if someone is lacking that kind of energy like are they an energy vampire all the time or is it like in certain moments like you can kind of become an energy vampire or is it both because i know there's that tv show the um the what we do in the shadows oh yeah and there's that one character in particular that nobody wants to be around and that's just like his vampire power is just he just takes in all that energy and nobody likes to be around him and so when i think of energy vampires it's it's not like the same person comes to mind each time but it's almost like the situation happens over and over and over again but with different people and so i don't know does that make sense like can people kind of either be always energy vampires or maybe like one-off energy vampires i i think so right like i think it's possible because when you think about people who often are energy vampires, it's it's because there's undealt with sort of internal work that needs to be done. Mm. So 
certain situations can just bring that out of people. Mm -hmm. And you can also be a type of person that brings up people's own wounds Mm -hmm. and they'll resort their survival mode looks like being an energetic vampire. Mm -hmm. So I think it can happen. And I think it's fair to say that we've all done that at some point, or maybe not all of us, but I I think it's more common than we we want to talk about because mm-hmm. we all have sort of unchecked wounds and there are also our blind spots. Mm-hmm. So, which brings me up to, um, there's this book, Lori Cabot's book of spells and enchantments. And she has a chapter where she talks about protective work. And she says, cause she's been a witch for how many decades now? So she's really seasoned and she's really knowledgeable. And, and when she talks about this protective chapter she brings up that you know a lot of people will come to her saying like oh can you do this protection spell i think that this person's out to get me blah 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 and she talks about like more often than not we are the ones that are kind of doing it to ourselves Mm -hmm. and it could be like our own trauma and our own baggage that we are kind of vulnerable and it's almost like this scenario that we keep playing on loop with people because it's like they remind us of our wound and we remind them of their wound. So then Mm. it just becomes this back and forth loop where everybody's kind of feeding off of each other. Somebody's replaying their, their, um, wound. And so they're wanting to protect themselves so they can be more energetically like sucking. And then the other person's replaying their, their, their victim wound because they they were a victim in a really traumatic situation or something mm-hmm. that happened and, and they're trying to f- navigate their way out of it too. So to go back to your question, I think, it, I think it can just, it can be and, or, because mm-hmm. I know that there's situations where I've been in with people where I've just been replaying my own wound mm-hmm. and yes, they were being not good Mm -hmm. like they were being you know vampires in their own right Mm -hmm. but I was also kind of inviting it because I wasn't I wasn't checking my own stuff and I wasn't having my proper boundaries and I wasn't doing my protective work and I wasn't listening to my intuition and it was because I had my psyche was just wanting to stay stuck and Mm -hmm. wanting to stay hurt yeah so it really goes to show that our energy and who we are at any given moment is very much based off of what we decide to let in and what we decide to just let go of where, you know, and, and Judith Orloff, she talks a lot about in this book, the, the empath survival guide um, of not only like finding out like the difference between like highly sensitive people and then like empaths, but then also like different types of empaths. And she touches a lot on, it is up to you entirely. Like you cannot control how other people are with their energy and what they're doing and what they're putting out or what they're taking, but you can very much control how you let it affect you. And that's something that is so, I think that is the absolute hardest thing. Like I, I read that and I almost kind of laugh to myself because I'm like, nope, that's never going to happen. Like I don't, I don't have faith that I'm going to be able to actually you know, um, be able to accomplish that. And I know it's, it's slowly working towards it and you're, you're building up, you know, this strength and this skill. Um, but I'm just so bad. I'm so 
sensitive to everything around me and I just pick up on the vibes and I pick up on body language. And I mean, and I was just reading a part of the book where she was talking about um, how important physical touch and like looking people in the eyes. I have a hard time looking people in the eyes and I'm like looking at you in the eyes right now. That's like, <laughs> but that's like that thing where it's like, once you acknowledge it, you like, you, you start psyching yourself out. You're like, okay, I just talked about talking, like looking someone in the eyes. And now I have to look away. And I never want anyone to feel like I'm not listening to them or I'm not in the conversation, but the eyes really are the window to the soul. And it's such a vulnerable exchange right. when you're looking people in the eyes and same with the physical touch where, you know, you know, when we got together today, I did not, I did not hug you, you know, and hugging has always been kind of weird for me where, um, if I feel good, my energy's good, my confidence is good, you know, then I'm like, oh yeah, like I want to hug and I want to, you know, share this with everybody. But, um, most often, um, the situation is, I don't feel good about myself. I don't really feel good about this person. There's a lot of inside dialogue happening. There's a lot of um, other things in it. Some people think, Haley, it's just a hug. Like, just get it over with. For me, I'm like, this is a big deal. Like, I'm, they're coming into my space. I'm coming into their space. Like, it, and there's just so much more to, to think about. And so, yeah, that's why I struggle so much with just protecting my energy and, even knowing the difference between what my energy is and what other people's energies are, it's a whole, it's a whole other thing. And I'm not even done with this book and, but I highly, highly recommend it to anybody who even at like at any point, if anything that we've said kind of resonates with you, like, Oh my gosh, just get this book. Because I think even if you don't fully identify as a highly sensitive person or an empath, you are bound to know somebody in your life that is. Um, and so I think this would just be helpful for, for everyone to at least kind of get an understanding of, Oh, this is what they're struggling with. Oh my gosh. And it just adds a whole nother layer and understanding it. You just like kind of reveals all that whole other side to you. So. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. And I think I've always felt very receptive and especially, you know, when we talk about, um, being an empath or being a highly sensitive person, we also have to take into account trauma too, because that really informs how we perceive things like body language or how we read people, because a lot of it is um, a survival tactic of just having to be really attuned to how everybody's feeling. Otherwise, something bad's going to happen to you if you misread somebody or you you do the wrong thing. So some people are really born sensitive and I think some people were crafted into that because they had to survive. Mm -hmm. And and it's such a, a sad thing. And Judith does talk about children being raised by like abusive parents or um, alcoholic or, you know, just like all these different types of situations. So, yeah, it um, I know there's like a whole nature versus nurture kind of thing, but honestly, it's it can affect people in so many different levels. And that's why it's so important because she even touches on the chapter that I just read, touches on um, people who get diagnosed with certain kind of things, Western medicine and how they're like, oh, just like take this pill for anxiety or, right. oh, just take this pill for whatever. And um, I'm one of those people. And it's 
a struggle because I've learned to kind of depend on it. Like that, that kind of, um, psychological effect of like, Oh, I can't stop taking this because what's going to happen when I, when I stop. But really it's like, it's the energy and we aren't talking about this and nobody's wanting to actually dive into this and understand people and really listen to what they're struggling with. Um, and so this book, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you told me to read it. <laughs> well, it's changing my life. <laughs> it's it's a really great, it really can be super helpful. And I really love that she includes like exercises to do where you can, you can put it into practice because it's true. You know, you can know that you're a really sensitive person and then you get to that point where you think, okay, well, what's next? How do I change it? Is this something that's always going to be a permanent thing? And I think one thing that I struggled with at one point is acknowledging that I'm sensitive, but also I didn't want to let go of that identity Mm -hmm. too, because I felt like once I'd protect my peace or protect my energy, have boundaries, that that would just mean that I'm no longer a sensitive person Mm -hmm. because there is a beauty into Mm -hmm. being so in touch emotionally and be so, um, willing to to be curious with the world Mm -hmm. because that's what I think a lot of empathic and sensitive people are is that they have this sort of um this this willingness to look at the world and take all of it in and so I used to feel kind of guilty of oh if I start putting up boundaries or I start protecting my peace is does that mean that I'm no longer going to be a sensitive or caring person Mm -hmm. but it's simply not true. And I think the people who who would make you want to feel that way are people who probably want to take advantage of you. Yeah. Because because the people who really care about you and know you, they know that you protecting your energy and putting up boundaries mm-hmm. is gonna do nothing but honestly, in my opinion, now I can realize that oh, it it can allow me to actually look at the world with a lot more love Mm -hmm. because I'm not feeling hurt when somebody hurts me. Mm -hmm. If I protect my energy, I can still have that love for the world. Yeah. And, and I shared this quote with you from the book and I just loved it so much. And, and I really hope it resonates with all the people who are listening because as soon it's like four pages into the book and immediately I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to start crying. It says, the author's unknown, so it's kind of a bummer, but I'm going to read it anyway. If you feel as if you don't fit into this world, it's because you're here to create a better one. Love it. I put a bunch of hearts around it, and then I took a picture of it, and I sent it to my entire family. Like, here you go, guys. (laughs) Like, it's just because it's especially people who are sensitive and are um, empathic. It's just we feel like oh my gosh, am I the only one? And why is the world like this? And why is it such a struggle? And it's just, I think the more we we talk about it, the more we share, the more we research and, and the more that we kind of convene with other people, it's just, no, like we're here to make the world a better place. And I think that quote could be applied to so many other aspects of life of, um, you know, even people who you know, are struggling with depression and, and, you know, those kind of things where it's just, no, like it's, you're not an outcast. You're not a loner. It's, it's not that it's just like, you are here for a bigger purpose. And so I just thought it was really, really beautiful, you know, to read that, especially 
just right off the bat in that book. And it just set the stage for such a beautiful journey along the way. Um, yeah. Yeah. It is a good quote. Mm -hmm. It really is. And I, I enjoy the innocence in it. And yeah, in this day and age, there's so many different energies that are, that are kind of always facing against us, you know, in the day and age where we constantly have advertising that's marketed against us and social media. And, and there's a lot of people who kind of act from a place of hurt and woundedness. So we have all these energies that we're, as soon as we leave our house or even sometimes in the house, we're just faced with. And so how do we navigate that? Because if, if we aren't protecting ourselves, it can be really easy to get bogged down or to get super anxious or to hide ourselves away um, or to react in outbursts. So it, it's important to protect yourself and understand the value in it. And I think doing it in a, in a daily practice is going to be the most effective because I almost, I didn't always outwardly express this, but I always felt the protection magic that I generally do or the protection energy work that I do kind of just lasts that day. So once it's nighttime, it kind of resets. And then when we wake up the next morning, that's when we have to reset and, and do that protective work over again because it's a new day. And so we need to do that. So, um, there's, so we kind of talked about the, why we do that. You know, you brought up something before we we started the episode of another why do we protect ourselves is, yeah, when you go into social situations, when you're going to concerts, when you're going to work, when you're going to class, when um, when you're going to, on the bus, I noticed this for me a lot that when I'm driving on the road, because mm. there is a lot of road rage yeah. and it can freak me out really yep. easily yep. Um, because people can be, you know, a lot of driving people do scare tactics mm -hmm. like they're they're tailing you or they're cutting you off or they're driving really fast and mm -hmm. a lot of it is just people trying to assert their power over people and to just kind of scare people yeah because and, they don't feel good about themselves yep. and i and oh my gosh this book guys this book is great <laughs> and we're going to continue yes. continue referencing it um judith so she works with a lot of patients and that exact same thing comes up where they're like, I hate driving on the freeway freeways. I hate road rage. It just, I, it's like you absorb it. It ruins the entire thing. It, like people get to a point like me, I do not like to drive. Yeah. And so, um, I don't like having to worry about like, okay, where am I gonna be parking? How's traffic? You know, all these kind of things. And so she's like, and this person that's having this problem, they keep like their doctors like, oh, just take this anti-anxiety medication and like blah, blah, blah. But Judith is like, no, you're allowed to change things up that work yes. for you. So take some side streets. Like you don't have to take the freeways. And she's like, I haven't taken the freeway for years. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's so simple. I'm like, oh yeah. Like I know. And like when my husband and I are driving, um, the rational thing to do is just to take the main streets, the main yeah. roads, the main whatever. And it's, it's the quickest way to get somewhere. But for me, it's like, no, I want to take the back streets. I don't want to be surrounded by a bunch of cars and lights and, and noises and yeah. people who, I mean, 
I'm not intentionally trying to cut anybody off. I'm not intentionally trying to bring any stress to people on their driving, you know, um, journey, but even witnessing that, like, oh my gosh, that person just got cut off and oh my gosh, that person's tailing. Even if I'm not even involved, I'm over here like, oh my gosh, okay. (laughs) You know, and immediately my environment is like not safe and (laughs) I am just immediately on edge. And um, and it's just like simple things like that where you don't have to worry about conforming to what everybody else is doing. Like if you don't feel comfortable, then like don't do it. Yeah. Um, It's not a cop out. It's not anything like that. It's just you're still getting around to where you need to go. Maybe it just takes a couple more minutes longer, but you're not putting yourself in that space. And I think that's the most important part. Absolutely. Because, yeah, if you if you, you know, you're arriving to a function or something Mm -hmm. after dealing with so much stress, it's really hard to shake that off. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, going back to that protective work is, um when you find that you're a person who has a hard time shaking it off, mm-hmm. we need to implement some implement some sort of strategies to to set ourselves up for success because I noticed this too and I think maybe we talked about it on the podcast, but maybe we were talking about it just between ourselves. We talk about a lot of stuff. Yes. <laughs> we sure do. <laughs> and and you were kind of talking about I think maybe we did talk about this, but um like sometimes advocating for yourself Mm. and when people are really mean to you, just wishing, going back and wishing that you would have really told them and stood Mm -hmm. up for yourself and really said how you felt. Yeah. And I've been noticing that in myself a lot too, where, um, that I get so shaken up when people do really mean or aggressive things that I end up shutting down. Mm. So I don't say anything. And it's not until later that I just think to myself like, gosh, I wish I, you know, I wish I would have actually stood up for myself and, and told them that it's not okay. Mm. Cause I don't want them to think that it's okay or to think that it's okay to treat people like that. Um, and so I think that part of what protective work is, is it kind of puts you in that mindset of that willingness to not take any BS Mm. too, which that's something that's kind of hard. So I, I feel like it flips on that switch for the day of like, okay, Mm. we're not going to be taking this, this Mm. kind of crap too. So so what do your practices look like? If you feel comfortable sharing, um, because I'm also very intrigued because I can just tell myself, we're not going to take any crap today. Right. And then I'm like, buckle yeah, under pressure exactly um, immediately same. um so if you don't mind sharing what works for you and i know this probably also will go into because she also talks about protective shields yes and i'm excited to talk about that part too so absolutely yeah. well there's so many different ways to do it and i kind of wrote down you can actually really get creative with it so i wrote down just a couple things but Specifically, what I do is to bring back that that car example is I will do a visualization of a shield around my car. And I guess the first thing that we should really talk about is that shield visualization mm-hmm. thing, because that is something that I use a lot. And this book is one of the ways that I learned about it. But I also learned about it when I was taking Sabrina Scott's tar- uh, Tarot Without BS course. Mm-hmm. And Sabrina talks about that of uh, just energy work because it's a really useful tool when you're doing tarot readings for yourself or for Mm -hmm. others of how to put up protections because sometimes, you know, a client will come in kind of bringing in their own baggage and you Mm -hmm. need to know how to protect yourself energetically. 
Um, and that is something that we talk about a lot is mm. just shielding and shielding work. And so there's so many different ways that you can visualize it and, or build it up. Um, for me personally, depending on the situation for my car, for example, I'll visualize like a white or yellow kind of sparkly light, mm. but I'll have it be mega strong. So like <laughs> it's like made of steel. Like looking at the sun, yes. like blinding, but also yes. bulletproof. <laughs> exactly. Bulletproof. Precisely that. And my conditions are, um, it protects me from any and all negativity and harm. Mm. And it only allows good stuff to get in here. Mm. So it kind of has like this filter on it where things are still allowed to get in, but mm. the only things that are allowed to get in are things that are of good to me. Mm. So I'll visualize that and I kind of visualize it of like the things that are getting in is it's like these fairy dust mm. gets in, you know, <laughs> you just but, turn into sparkles. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. But you can, you can program it anyway. So for example, like when I'm going into a situation where, um, it's going to be a social situation and I'm really wanting to be well perceived by people. Mm. Like when I would go into work mm -hmm. from where we would work and, mm. and I'm hosting and I'm, I'm, you know, wanting tips or, I, or I'm wanting people to not yell at me yeah. that day. Yep. I would visualize a, like a pink bubble so mm. that it would be really like, Oh my God, she's so mesmerizing. Like <laughs> she never does anything bad because I just didn't want to be yelled at. So, yep. <laughs> so I put on like almost this sort of enchanting protective bubble of that. It would kind of mesmerize anybody who looked at me. Mm. Um, but I've also channeled it of, let's say I'm feeling sick. So I'll, I'll visualize a bubble around me that's green and it has leaves and vines mm. all over me and so it's like as this bubble is going on it's actively repairing my cells mm. the more that it's that that it's on mm. so there's so many different things and you can put it on yourself you can put it on your car you can do it really on anything and it can take any shape or form there's some people who have it i've i've heard some people talk about their protective bubble being a mirror. Mm. So if any harm or negativity comes towards them, it just immediately reflects back onto mm. the, to the doer. Mm -hmm. um, some people like that. Some people don't feel comfortable doing that. Mm. Um, I've heard other bubbles of where it'll actually transmute all the negative energy. So it will turn any of the negativity to actually just program it so that it turns into good mm, anytime okay. it comes around your bubble mm. so which is slightly different from mine because mine just kind of blocks it out yeah but people can actually like, transmute it mm. and transform that energy so you can program your bubble to do really anything that you want some of it's fiery oh, let's wow. say you're in a fire bubble and it just kind of disintegrates any harm mm. or negativity um and it doesn't have to be necessarily protective like any and all harm. That's mm -hmm. just what I have because mm -hmm. I primarily use mine when I'm driving. So mm -hmm. as soon as I get into the car, mm -hmm. I do my bubble, visualize it, do mm -hmm. my thing. But um, you can also program it of specifically with the evil eye or mal de ojo. Like let's say you're going into a situation where at school or at work where you have a lot of coworkers that you feel are sending you bad vibes or mm -hmm. you feel are kind of jealous of you. Mm -hmm. 
you can kind of program it again where it's like you're not protecting yourself from all harm and negativity. Mm-hmm. You're just protecting yourself from a specific harmful energy mm-hmm. like envy or jealousy. Yeah. So and, and I think that, I mean, and as as I hear you talk about this, I also think about my struggle with like my connection to my body. And so creating this bubble, this shield, this um, protective realm, it's not only acknowledging my presence in my physical being, but also um, it's a form of loving myself and knowing that I am in control of what happens and how I'm taking situations and how I'm coming into the world and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, the, the fire one really resonates because yeah, there, you know, last night I had another one of those dreams where I just started yelling at people and I was just so mad and, um, my husband's like, you got a lot of rage in you. <laughs> um, and so of course the, the fire was the one that stuck out because it's just sometimes, yeah, I just kind of want to be that, that fireball that I'm not taking any crap and like, this is who I am and I'm not afraid of it. And, um, it also in a way, if you get too close, you will get burned. So yeah, you so know, back just, off. Hey, yeah, back off, you know, <laughs> um, that's like kind of how I feel whenever I'm walking in the mall and all those like kiosk vendors are like <laughs> trying to get into my space and trying to, yeah. um, get me to buy something. I'm like, no, just you know, fireball and just, you know, yeah. walk away. But, um, it's just, it's a, it's a really awesome thing to think about where it doesn't always have to be the same. It's really just kind of situational of, here is what I need right now. Like being in tune with who you are, your mind, your psyche, your, your body, and, and really listening to that and being in tune with it and letting it talk to you in that way of, Hey, this is what I'm struggling with right now. And this is what I really need. Um, I think that's a beautiful, awesome thing to be able to you know, to start working on and, you know, hopefully one of these days mastering it where it just happens, you know, where it's just, um, you know, like I'm playing a video game where like I had to press it, like I had to press a key and then all of a sudden there's a shield around yeah. me and I'm like, it'd be great if I could just know that, no, this is a time that it's like my, it's like a, like a gut reaction of I'm coming into this situation and boom, shields up or bubbles up or, or what have you. Yeah. And, and I do think it can happen because part of this, this course that I did with Sabrina is we talked about including it as a daily practice and, and we would journal about it. And so when you first start out, it's really hard. And sometimes it's really hard to even visualize it because sometimes you're just so frazzled and you're like having a hard time imagining it happening. But then over time, it can just happen where now I'm at a point where I get in my car, I snap my fingers, I say what I need to say, and then we're on. I don't have to spend like 15 minutes trying to really visualize the the conditions or the programming of this bubble. Mm-hmm. And it's true, too, that um, with, yeah, what you're talking about, your like fireball, that sometimes you want to present your energy and what I like about creating these shields is you're setting the tone energetically so that when people see you, it's like you kind of walk a little bit differently Mm -hmm. and people treat you differently because Mm -hmm. you're not saying anything, but you've like, you've changed the tone of your energy. Mm -hmm. And so people treat you accordingly. And that's what I really enjoyed. And what I've noticed in my experiments of just how differently people will treat me depending Mm -hmm. on what my bubble is doing. Is it weird that it's also... Um, and bringing up like the place that we used to work together, 
it's almost like I could tell by what you were wearing that day. I'm like, ooh, she's feeling fiery. She's feeling sexy or she's feeling, you know, whatever. And it's like, and I know we're going to be getting into this because we're going to be talking about women who run with the wolves um, in the next episode. But like talking about like the clothing and the outside kind of projection of um, yeah. that persona. And it's just like, it's almost like you can tell you're like, Oh wow. Someone woke up feeling pretty, <laughs> you know, like whatever. I mean, I'm going to keep on thinking about fiery. Um, but it's just like this, you're tapping into that power, whatever that power is that you need in that moment. It's like, Oh my gosh, like you could take over the world, you know, it, like exactly. It's, it's, it's oh my, like that. Whoa. When you tap into that that power, it's like, whoo boy. <laughs> it, it is exciting and it's scary. And I think like it totally changes your perception of you because now you are the 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 front seat driver. You know, you're no longer the back seat. You're never you're no longer just things are happening to you and you're kind of going along with it. I mean, of course the world is chaos and you can't control any like everything, but there is like a way that you hold yourself that will impact your your environment and how things play out because I noticed when I'd have that that pink bubble it would be like lucky girl syndrome mm. like and like I could not do anything wrong that day I love some good <laughs> lucky girl syndrome yes yes <laughs> and you can you can program it and and I what I noticed that the universe is so willing to back you up on mm. that as soon as you say what you want because if you if you never state what you want, it, mm. it's it's never going to give you anything because you haven't asked for yep. anything. Yep. And with the bubbles too, I'd kind of see it sometimes how I'd program it as it, I would kind of see it as like channeling. So I would see um, some people say it like in um, like your crown chakra, like sometimes I'd see it as this beam going into the back of my head mm. and in curandarismo, we have like our tonali, mm -hmm. which is our belly button to the universe. Okay. And it's on the back of your head. You know that like soft spot in the back of your head? That's that spiral. Yeah. Is it that the one that like when you are like newborn baby? Yeah. Okay. And it's like really soft okay, back yeah. there. Yep. So it's like the umbilical cord to the universe. And mm. so I'd kind of see it as there would be an energy that would come through that umbilical cord and would come through my my tonali mm. in the back of my head. And then it would come through my body fill up my whole body with that energy and then it would create a like a bubble outwards but I would be I'd be changing my vibration mm -hmm. I guess is is mm -hmm. a woo-woo way to put it I I mean this whole conversation is woo-woo <laughs> but whatever I'm like well that's like the exact same thing <laughs> <laughs> so I mean you're right <laughs> um but yeah, I would change it. And like, yeah, there would be some days where I'd be a ball of fire because I was just kind of in a like, I'm not taking no BS type of mood. And I'd be, you know, a little bit more uh, uh, fiery, mm -hmm. I guess. And, and I'd put it on and I'd be, you know, yeah, like and, and that's how it would be. And, and I'd notice that when I would do that, the people who try to, you know, mess with me, it would just be unlucky girl syndrome for them, yep, you know, yep. and, or and they just back off entirely. I'm yeah. Like, well, yeah. Not a whole lot of people talk to me today. That must yeah. be working. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you don't want that. Sometimes you're like, I just want to keep it pushing today. Yep. Like I don't want to be bothered by yep. anybody. So, and you don't have to stick with one. Yeah. You can decide whenever you want. Yep. So, so I'm a big fan of, <laughs> of the, the bubble visualization. Yep. It really, if, 
anything else, I think that is one of the most effective tools that people can learn mm. on their spiritual magical journey. Yeah. Because it is, it is something that you're going to use all the time. Yeah. You use it, um, you know, in magic, like in Wiccan spaces or traditional magic, mm-hmm. they have um, calling the corners or casting a circle. Um, and that's basically a protective energy space for you to do your mm-hmm. your spell work or, or whatnot. And and to me, it's the same thing because you're still going to have to know how to manipulate that energy yep. to, to kind of create that protective space. Mm-hmm. So I think if anything else, just learning how to develop your own strong energy protective shield work, that's going to take you, that's going to be like half the work right there. Yep. Because the universe wants to help you and wants to give you this knowledge, this power, you know, the, the universe is like kind of just waiting to just be like, oh yes, finally. Yes. Yes. She's tapped into it. Oh my gosh. There's so much abundance. There's so much. And it's just, and And we were talking about this, you know, before recording this episode of, you know, me wanting to, to make sure that I'm still living outside of work, outside of the podcast, like that spiritual metaphysical kind of world. And, um, there's just so many, even like, you know, the tarot card readings and, you know, the, the plants, you know, that are, that are, you know, here in the house and, um, just, there's so much knowledge and so much that the universe is constantly trying to tell you. And when you're tapping into that, you tap into that energy, that force field, you know, the, the vibrations, you know, whatever the word you want to use is, it's just, it's awesome. And, um, I, I just like, I get so excited because it's uh, like, I love being able to view the world like that. And, um, I mean, I've even just like our conversation in the next episode about, um, the next chapter of the women who run with the wolves of, um, there's just so much power, um, when you acknowledge certain things and we'll go, we'll get more into it, but the, the, the power of, you know, tapping into life, it will birth life and death. And like, it's just, it's a whole thing. So I just, I get so excited and just thinking about almost like the infinite ways that the, the universe and the world are, they're here and, um, they want to help us and they, they want to teach us things and, um, and just, yeah, tapping into it. And it's just, yeah, that's just like my, my little moment of just like having this realization of just as we're talking, I'm just like, this is just so awesome. Like, this is just like so great. Like, it's just like this moment of gratitude. And, um, so yeah, I just want to take that moment just to yeah. let you know, that's where my thoughts are right now. So it is yeah. awesome. <laughs> it's like so cool. It's like, you know how people talk about, like with quote unquote nerds or whatever of like dishes, the dishes, the nitty gritty stuff right here. <laughs> this is it right here. In that voice. Exactly. <laughs> no matter where they are in the world, they sound like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, I feel the same way. It's like, it's so cool because it's so empowering realizing how, just how powerful you are and how much access to resources you have to mm-hmm. be and experience whatever you want to experience it's so liberating and yes i am so excited for this next chapter too because this whole <laughs> chapter in my mind such a big key in all of it is like how can we use our intuition to protect ourselves mm-hmm. like how can we evolve from that like 
naive part of ourselves who who is so agreeable, who who always bites our tongue, who's always willing to do whatever it takes to mm-hmm. um to make peace and to just kind of letting that go mm-hmm. because she's still a good person. That's mm-hmm. the end of it. Yeah. And and we'll go more into it. It's like she's still a good person. She's still all of her her um you know, getting back at the the, the other characters, Mm -hmm. I think was all righteously done. Mm -hmm. They all kind of had it coming and it was kind of their, their fate. It was their karma. It was their justice. Um, which I think goes, ties it really well back to this, this emperor card, the Mott Mm, thing of talking about that feather and like weighing the heart of what is your true intentions Mm -hmm. and weighing that with the feather of justice and truth. Yep. This upcoming story or this upcoming chapter talks mm-hmm. about that because it's like, you know, in your heart, that you're a good person mm-hmm. and that you don't be deserving this crap yep. that people try to throw it on you. Yep. And so what can we do to make sure that you're not taking that crap? Mm-hmm. Because I've noticed like in older people where the people who are just so nice their mm-hmm. whole lives yeah. that were you know were always just trying to make peace just always trying to make everybody else happy and they lost themselves that they end up being really grouchy yeah. mean people yeah and yep. it was because they 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 didn't take care of their their boundaries or well, their and energy. now they're affecting other people's energy exactly. and, and it's just this vicious circle Exactly. So I think when we do protect ourselves, we protect our energy and put up boundaries, we really actually are putting good into the world. Mm -hmm. So, and to go back to like, um, sort of the shield and protective energy work, it Mm -hmm. doesn't have to just look like that. I think for me, it's one of the most useful things for me because you're a lot of times in a lot of magical and spiritual work, there is going to be a level of focus and visualization or energetic work that you're going to be doing. Cause that's all this is, mm-hmm. is, is energy. Mm-hmm. We're just learning how to understand the energy and understand how to mold it mm-hmm. and work with it and be in conjunction with it. But there's so many different ways that you can act it. So there's protective jewelry. That's mm-hmm. something that I really love. In mm-hmm. fact, one of my bracelets is, um, it's um the evil eye malda mm. ojo i wear it all the time because um people we don't like to admit it but people are a lot more jealous and envious than we think and it's mm. not the big of deal it's just part of human nature like humans just naturally kind of get envious of one another survival of the fittest yes and yeah it's just it's been ingrained in us yeah totally mm-hmm. and and it's it's like bs but if if we if we're not taking the measures to protect ourselves from it because of how common it is it is easy for it to impact us mm-hmm. and it can be sly backhanded com- comments you know mm-hmm. that people say of like oh you know i i you know that sweater oh that you know you thought you wear that and then and then it makes you rethink your whole wardrobe where you're like oh my god do i just look like trash in this well my yeah. aunt it's funny you bring that up so my aunt uh, at my rehearsal dinner for my wedding the day before I'm looking cute AF. Yeah, you right? were. Like I bought a special dress and my hair, my makeup, I'm feeling it. And she's like, you know, you don't have to look so cute for your rehearsal dinner. Like, and it was just like, what kind of comment is that? And so it's just like, yeah, there's people out there where yeah. I, it's like, it's like, I don't think that she would do it. Like, 
uh, like a malicious, like on purpose, but then it's like, then why say that at all? Yeah. You could simply just be like, oh my gosh, Haley, you are so cute. Yeah. Well, like, or, jealous. oh my gosh, congratulations. Like, just like, just keep it simple. So it's just, it's interesting how, yeah, yeah things like that can happen. And I just, to this day, that was years ago and I'm still thinking about it. I yeah. mean, yeah. And that just shows like the impact of her jealousy, her mm-hmm. envy and how mm-hmm. it's still sitting with you and it's like in, internally with you. Yep. And it is so common, but it can really mess us up. Mm-hmm. The people's other jealousy and envy. Yep. And yeah, she she was pressed. She was like, Haley's looking really nice. And and she had to make As a comment. As is my right, because, you exactly. know, it's my wedding weekend. But also, um, I can feel cute and be cute whenever I want. Whenever you okay. want. <laughs> yeah. And it can be all about you whenever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because you are the main character. Hello. <laughs> And she was just mad about it. Yeah. Yeah. And and so it is common, like people, and yeah, maybe she didn't mean it consciously, like she, but it, jealousy and envy is just so common and it can bubble up mm. at any point from whoever, intentionally or unintentionally with mm. like malice and without malice, mm. but it still comes up. So I think for me, that's one of the biggest things that I try to do protection stuff and that's why i wear a lot of protective jewelry i have the evil eye i have hamsa necklaces i have i have a whole bunch of jewelry that um i've either kind of programmed to be protective or the the symbolism in Mm -hmm. the jewelry is kind of protective Mm -hmm. um but i find that wearing something like that where let's say you don't have the time to do a meditation a protective Mm -hmm. meditation or visualization sometimes just throwing that on Mm -hmm. is just another reminder of you Mm -hmm. and and is like another like energy shift for you so that's another tool that i mean i've been um and i know we're probably gonna eventually do an episode like this but the power of like crystals and those kind of things where I have a rose quartz ring yes. that um, I, I don't, it's a really big ring. And so it's like, okay, well, does it go with my outfit? You know, am I going to wear it today? Um, but honestly, it's something that whenever I do wear it, oh, I feel yeah. awesome. And rose quartz is about that love, like not only love for other people, but like, especially for me, love for myself and feeling good and really just, um, cause I was wearing it the other day and I'm like, wow, I, I'm awesome. <laughs> like, I am so cool. And you know, it was just like that having that ring and having that presence and having that extra kind of oomph, um, that power, it was just, it's amazing. And it's just so, it's so crazy how just even that little addition to your wardrobe, can just change so much of how you take on that day. Absolutely. And it's nice that you bring this up too, that things like rose quartz aren't inherently used as protective correspondences, Mm. like, you know, protective stuff. People often say colors like wear black or whatever, Mm. but this Mm. nice pink, this this stone that is all about self-love, that in itself can be protective work right Mm -hmm. there. Yep. So, Protective work doesn't just have to be traditional sorts of motifs yeah. too. Yeah. It can be what is protective for you. And certain people resonate with different energies, colors, symbols, crystals mm-hmm. more than others. And that's, yeah. in my opinion, because that's part of their medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, that is their medicine. That is their kin. Yep. That is their kind. Those are the, their people. Yep. 
So for you resonating with rose quartz, it's like, yeah, that's because it's on the same wavelength as you. And so, Mm -hmm. of course, it's going to be really protective because it's affirming you Mm -hmm. and who you are. Yeah. So I I think to listeners, too, protective work doesn't just have to be like, oh, my God, I'm going to do an energetic wall around me. Like, it can just be as simple as, like, you are reclaiming your power by loving yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it also goes to show the importance of um, encouraging people and helping them realize and understand that your practice is your practice, your rituals are your rituals. And, and that was something that still overwhelms me to this day. And, and, you know, in our first conversations about just like spiritualism and everything is just, am I doing this right? Am I, you know, and yes, there's, when you get into the herbalism side of things, yes, there's definitely (laughs) things that, um, may harm you and you probably shouldn't, you know, use things for certain things thinking that it's just going to all of a sudden like change its properties. Um, but there are so many other aspects to the spiritual wellness lifestyle that, if this resonates with you, then, oh my gosh, like do it, you know, like you don't have to buy the certain deck or you don't have to buy the whatever, or have your altar look like a certain way. Like it's what makes sense to you and your space, your home, your whatever. Um, like we all resonate with different things. We're all different people and there's beauty in that. And so I never want anyone to think, oh, well, I don't do, like, I don't feel the same way about rose quartz. Like, okay, that's totally fine. You know, like there's some things, there's some colors, there's some gems that um, I'm not that drawn to, you know, I know they have, they all have their properties and, um, you know, they exist for a reason, but at the same time, yeah, like you're, it's not like you're supposed to have all the things and master all the things it's, um, you know, and we're, probably going to have an episode talking about the runes that I have bags of that I have not touched yet, you know? And so it's just like these kind of things of, okay, what resonates with me? What stands out? And what do I want to to learn about? What do I want to kind of start practicing? And all the other stuff can just fall by the wayside. Like it's, it's, it's there if you want to use it, but you don't have to. Yeah. I wish more people would, would approach it that way. Absolutely. And Yeah, it's true. We do have like these traditional symbols and traditional meanings and like how you brought up with herbalism that certain Mm -hmm. things just naturally are going to react a certain way. And that's just kind of their vibe. Mm -hmm. That is just their makeup. Um, But it's true that there's a lot more flexibility than Mm -hmm. we think. Um, I think for me, it's all about experimentation. Mm -hmm. And so when I would start, I started with things that had the, the traditional sort of associations Mm -hmm. and correspondences. Um, and then after a time I, I start to recognize unintentionally what worked best for me. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, um, some people may associate like, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, John the Conqueror route mm-hmm. as as a protective like part mm-hmm. or yeah item that they use, but for me it's it's just um, it's just not because John the Conqueror goes back to hoodoo and voodoo and goes back to a culture that's not mine. Mm-hmm. So it's for me it makes sense why it's used so much in hoodoo and voodoo and why it's so effective for those practitioners. Mm-hmm. For me, it's not a part of my culture, so it's not as resonant for me. Yeah. So for things that are really resonant for me are things like um, eggs, like doing the egg cleanse, mm-hmm. limpias, yep. and uh, cascaria powder, which is just like crushed up eggshells. Mm-hmm. 
that really helps me for protective work. But for somebody else, it just might not feel mm-hmm. as effective or it might feel like it doesn't do anything at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of experimentation. And with that said, I'm going to list a couple things that are like traditionally associated with that. But yes, take it with a grain of salt because it is all about your personal relationship to these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, there's protective colors. Oftentimes we think of uh, black, red, and white as mm-hmm. being really protective colors, depending on what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, black, I wear a lot of black and I've always used it as a protective color because when I look at, when we think about what black is in science, black um, is kind of absorbent. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it it kind of like absorbs and transmute negative energy that's how i've always kind of seen it in my head and how it's made sense to me white when we think about it in science white is reflective so Mm. it reflects light so some people use white as a protective color because it reflects negativity away from them Mm. red is seen as a power color so sometimes people want to feel that vigor Mm -hmm. to overcome any obstacles so Mm. people wear red as like a way to feel like i can do anything Mm. i can overcome anything mm-hmm. um yellow i've also used as a protective color too which people don't always use but i see yellow as a protective color because it reminds me of the sun and how it's life-giving mm-hmm. so i see it as like i can outshine any sort of ill will or harm mm-hmm. um but yeah there's things like pink too where people don't really think of it as protective mm-hmm. but for me it's protective because it's innocent it's playful and mm-hmm. it's it's um, it's unapologetic. Mm. So I see that as it can be a protective color. And I, I've used it a lot of times because it makes me feel the most myself. Yeah. There's purple. Purple is a royal color. So if you really want to feel like you're standing in your authority, um, you can use purple mm. as a protective color. It's also associated with psychic ability. So if you're wanting to feel psychically strong mm. um, and intuitive, you can use use purple in your work. Wizards always have like the purples going on. It's true. There's a reason behind that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, there is. And then there's like blue and green and you can see green as protective because it's the earth. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see it with like rocks um, strong trees, mm-hmm. strong roots. So you can see as protective mm-hmm. roots and, and groundedness. Blue, um, blue's always been kind of a hard one for me. I think of water immediately. I yeah. think of the ocean. I yeah. think of, and there's that, that quote of like life is water. Yeah. Of really just kind of letting things wash away. And, and so that's how I take it when you, when you say like blue is a protective color, yeah just really kind of you letting things dissolve and not letting them affect you and just kind of cleansing. And yeah, that's what Absolutely. I think. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. Yeah. I totally didn't even think about that until now, but I- It's okay. I'm glad I got to contribute a little bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense with the, the blue of like, it, it's protective because it can wash away any- unwanted things Mm -hmm. um which is closely related to cleansing Mm -hmm. energetic work Mm -hmm. which i personally see as a form of protective work Mm -hmm. but it's like a a, like an umbrella like a a vein of Mm. protective work is cleansing work but 
maybe we could talk about that in another one because oh, yeah. cleansing work is like a whole other thing. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. You guys heard it first. I mean, hey, hey, that's, we're going to be doing an episode about cleansing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, there's certain planets that are associated with protective work, like Mars. I think a lot of people think of Mars is such a powerhouse, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Because we talked about Mars a lot in the in the Lilith episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I met a girl named Mars last night and she what? was the coolest. Yeah. I love that name. Like her parents like named her that's Mars. That's like her like given name. Wow. Yeah, that's that's cool. so cool. I've, wow. I've heard a couple kids being named Mars and I would love to do that. But I'm just scared that they would be so like rambunctious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I honestly, I think about like the weight um, that is held. If you are named that, like living up to that name. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's, whew, that's a lot, that's a lot of pressure too. I'm just like, I don't know. My name's Haley and there's no planet. There's no, like, there's no association. And so people get to know me and they're like, okay, this is Haley, you know, it's whatever. You get to know somebody has like a planet name or like yeah. an herb or like, a, I don't know. Like there's just so many associations that come to mind where I'm like, okay, Let's see how this goes. <laughs> yeah. It definitely is an intense name. Yeah. So if they don't live up to it, you're going to be like, oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a waste of a cool name. <laughs> no offense to Mars. I don't know yeah. you, but I'm sure you're really awesome. <laughs> she seemed, I, I, I just met her, so I don't know her either, but she seemed cool. <laughs> Give her the benefit of the doubt. Hey, just yeah. <laughs> why not? <laughs> um, And then there's like, you know elements too and i think every element has its protective side mm -hmm. so i think you as like the representative of water mm. you you explained so beautifully right there just how <laughs> how like how water can be protective mm -hmm. so it's it can be scary too like i look at the ocean i'm like oh this is beautiful it's fast it's so calm and oh it's life-giving and all these things but then also you get you get the waves going i'm like i'm gonna die <laughs> It's so powerful yeah. and it could just change just like that. And so, yeah, the ocean and water has always been, I'm intrigued and I, I need it. It's life source, but it's also like, okay, don't mess around with it. You know, like it's absolutely. not just raindrops, you know, like it, it can collect and it can do some damage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's another way of trying to figure out your own magic of how do you, what does protection work look like for you? And I mm -hmm. think, um, Another good way to start would be with your sun sign mm. or if you have a very prominent element in your chart. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, that totally makes sense is you as a water sign really seeing that. And I think you could really tap into that, too, mm -hmm. with, you know, maybe baths, uh, like spiritual baths or magical oh, I baths. I love a good bath. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and it can be as simple as like drawing your bath and saying like, I want to protect myself um, from this type of energy, mm -hmm. or I just want to do a general protection thing. Mm -hmm. You can just draw the bath and have that intention, light some candles and yeah. then let it do its magic. Yep. Yeah. I play opera music too and classical oh, yeah. music when I take a bath. Oh yeah. yeah. Which is also very powerful. It's a total mood. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. But, and so you being an earth sign, do you resonate with that being a protective element or do you resonate? Cause I know again, Mars came up a lot within the Lilith yeah. conversation. Do you resonate a lot with fire? How does that look for you? So excellent question. Um, so my sun sign is an earth sign 
And a lot of my, so most of my planets are conjunct in the first house, which is associated with the sign of Aries. So it's very fiery. And then my moon is a water moon. So I'm really like fiery, watery, and earthy, but not airy whatsoever. <laughs> I like, I like, in fact, I think I have Saturn in the third house, which usually means that I, it's usually associated with people who have stutters or have like a very hard time thinking, which I know it's so true. And going back to like when people are mean and you want to have a comeback, I feel that's <laughs> so hard because it's always like two days later where I'm like, God, I should have said You just that. wake up all of a sudden and have a deep sleep. <laughs> oh, no, that would have been a great comeback. <laughs> that happened to me last night. I like woke up at 4 a.m. and I was like, I should have said that to that mean person. <laughs> But it, yeah, it's usually like associated with like speech impediments, learning disabilities or learning curves um, or like hard breathing, which I know that's right because my nostrils are small. But mm. anyways, so. <laughs> visual for everybody. <laughs> They're the size of poppy seeds. <laughs> Um, <laughs> just thinking about like the last poppy seed muffin I had, I'm like, oh, um, yeah, that's about right. Um, but as far as like earth sign for protective work, I, yeah, I really resonate with Mars because my moon's in Scorpio and my, everything's in my first house basically, which is very fiery and Mars centric. So I feel that, but also with my earth, what's very protective for me is thinking about like Avatar, the last airbender mm. and the, the earthbenders where they'd have like rocks shooting up from the ground, <laughs> like just huge mountains. So just, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just think about that, you know, as, as, or resonate with that and, and just the power of, yeah, of the earth and, and also plants too, mm. of, um, this is going to be the roots really, coming up and grabbing people. Yes, and yeah, there was this Disney movie called sky high, from oh, the I remember. Early, yes. Oh, yeah. And do you remember the, I forget what her name is, but she was redheaded and her mom was Poison Ivy, I think. It was the main lady. Yeah. Right? With the red hair. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And and how her magic was, or her superpower mm. was plants mm-hmm. and how she could grow them. And I think about that too, of just like, just shooting fast growing plants, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which is how protective that is where it's like, oh. <laughs> shooting plants. <laughs> Yeah. Spider plant. <laughs> yeah. Snake plant. Exactly. <laughs> A cactus. Your way. <laughs> yeah, I mean some plants I could see them really, really helping. Like, yeah, you shoot a cactus out at somebody. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Exactly. But, I don't know. Like my purple heart over there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying I to love, say? <laughs> I love you, purple heart, but you're not scary. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna win in a fight per se, but I mean it could. Um, yeah. You know, who knows? <laughs> but yeah, I think about like just the power of, of, I don't know. And, and the earth element is so closely tied with life and death too. Like, I mean, each of these elements are, but I think about, um, you know, with plants and, and the earth of how it can be really quick and mother nature. <laughs> mother nature. <laughs> anyways so i think about like mother nature 
and just how intense it can be, like the earth itself and just how it can give life and take life so quickly. The same way water can, like with the waves and the oceans and tsunami, it can just take people out within seconds. And I think that the earth itself can too. Like Mm -hmm. rocks are, they're they're not not to be fighting around with. I know. Like a a landslide, rock slide. Yeah, exactly. Just close down entire highways. And I keep on going back to the Avatar. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just like, that's an awesome thing. Like this visualization of like using the elements for that protective um, shield and and the bubbles and, you know, all that stuff where it's just stick your hand out. Yes. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like I'm shooting out water and you're shooting rocks and shooting out fire and shooting like it's just i just think about that and just like internalize it and like okay how can you just like i don't know when you're i think about like co-worker situation like if someone's coming in all hot and heavy i'm like you know like yeah. <laughs> put my hand up not physically because you know that'd be weird if i like physically put my hand up yes. but mentally yeah putting my hand up and i'm shooting them with water yeah yeah i think that's a great idea and <laughs> i did that with my dog um, years ago. So my dog's an older dog. He's almost going to be nine, but mm. he's a small dog. So he has a lot of spinal issues oh, from yeah. like, if he's jumping around things, he, yeah. it just, he's so sensitive to that. And at one point he was actually paralyzed. Um, he got paralyzed and, and couldn't get up. And every time he'd get up, he'd scream in oh, so much pain. Oh my gosh. And so there was a week there that every day I would lay my hands on him and I would just visualize green vines mm-hmm. coming out of my hands and wrapping his his whole body mm-hmm. and just healing again, cell by cell, mm-hmm. tissue by tissue, just healing it. And the doctors told us that it wasn't going to get healed, that it was just kind of donezo. But one day he just woke, like oh. started walking around <laughs> as if nothing oh my happened. Gosh. You healed him. I, d- I don't know. Like, I think it was more of like, I think. Yeah, I think that's just that. yes, 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 you did. <laughs> just own it. Be like, yes, I healed my dog. <laughs> okay, if you say so. Because it's, it's so weird to say that out loud, you know. I know, because it, like, it comes yeah. off like very, like, like arrogant. Like you're full of yourself. Yeah. And, but no, like, I think if if amazing things happen and if you had a part of it, then like you are honing in on that power the universe and, and tapping into it, I think, yeah, I think you should give yourself th- that those kudos of like, because there are a lot of things that science just can't explain. And yeah. that's why you have, you know, religion, the spirituality, and then you have your science. And I think they can very much work together, but there's a time and place, I think, for each. And in that moment, like your dog needed another type of, of healing. So yeah yeah it's it's yeah thank you it it's true and I also remember at that point when he was paralyzed we took him to the doctor and they basically said that they they were really trying to push a surgery onto us but Mm -hmm. they also told us that there was a very high chance that the surgery wasn't going to do anything Mm -hmm. and so it was really hard because we we kind of were starting to lean like okay if this is what we have to do and this is our only hope gonna do it but yeah i remember he was he was like dragging his body around because mm-hmm. it was only his front legs that were working so when he would move around and he he wasn't at that point but when he would he would drag his whole mm. body and he would scream oh in gosh. so much pain and so i remember he ended up in the kitchen and i just sat there with him and just yeah did that and and it was crazy because it was like 
the next day mm. he was fine. He was walking, he wasn't even walking around with a limp and it was just like, okay. And this was kind of in my height when I was really practicing on a daily basis and I was practicing my energy work and doing a lot of spell work. And I didn't even think to do any spell work around him because I didn't really know what to do. So that was the only thing I could think of to do. Um, and so to see those results, it kind of showed me like, whoa, this really can happen. Mm -hmm. And now, yeah, when we talk about shield work, it's like, yeah, I've seen how it can really change your environment and how mm -hmm. people respond to you and how things happen to you. Mm -hmm. So I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, there are a couple other things that you can do. Um, and there's a lot of herbs that are associated with different things. So if you do decide that you want to do herb like spell work and, and you're trying to work with different herbs, there's things like, yeah, cactus plants that when you think of protective, they have naturally built that defense system into them. So if you want to work with them, there's also roses too, mm. because rose have thorns. And so they have that mm -hmm. very protective energy. So that's something that I'd use a lot. Um, but I'd encourage people to find what herbs really work with them because even if you are you know not an earth sign you still have plants that are associated with different elements mm -hmm. too mm -hmm. that you can work with and everybody again has their own sort of connection with each of their plants yeah and and we were talking about um this before recording but there's herbs yeah that are known to help um bring moisture or to dry out and life is all about that balance. And I mean, it kind of goes into like more of like that alchemy and, you know, all that kind of stuff too, but it's the yin and yang. It's, you know, how can we make sure everything's balanced in your body and your mind and all that kind of stuff. And, and that's why herbs are so amazing when you start studying about them because their properties are just um, um, like so unique and you may look at something and you're like, okay, I uh, sure it may look this way, but it actually like its properties are completely different. Or a lot of the time it looks the way that the property is, you know, like, oh, the, yes. like that, those kind of things. And, and I know we took that, that little class of, um, where we were learning about like the, um, the plant magic and all that kind of stuff. And, and so we just had so many questions for the, the teacher afterwards. We're just like, okay, but like, what about catnip? And what about, you know, we're asking <laughs> yes. him and, and it's just so amazing to be able to break them down like that. And so it's, and as you said, yeah, if, if there is a plant that resonates with you in that protective kind of way, um, you know, like I think of even something like aloe, like aloe vera, like yes. even like the pointiness there, you know, I think of like, there's like a protection there, but then also, you know, you rub aloe on you when you are, you get burned. And so there's kind of like a protection, you know, kind of element there too. So, um, I think that also, hopefully that intrigues people listening to like go out and like, yeah, I don't know, start doing a little bit of studying about some, some plants that you see around or plants that are native to this environment and, and everything. Absolutely. And when I was in New Mexico, um, we went to this apothecary, which was super dope. And my partner did this muscle test on me, which mm. is like an energetic way to test which things are good for your body and mm. your energy. And it's really cool. And I never really heard about it. And I still don't really know the whole science behind it or the function behind it. Um, because my partner was the one who um, kind of taught me about it. But 
there was different herbs that I was thinking of getting and I wasn't quite sure which ones to get. And so he said, well, let's do a muscle test. So basically you, you hold up one of the jars next to your heart. And well, before you do that, you, you don't stand with anything. So let me backtrack. So you, you put out your, um, your hand and you have somebody like you press your hand against somebody's hand and they kind of test like how much resistance there is or how strong you are when okay. you press down okay, or when they press down actually. Is it you trying to kind of keep it up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's actually with your hand, your palm up. Okay. Or it, it's, it's one of the ways I'm going to okay. have to, I'll have to ask him, but basically I think he would, yeah, he'd put my hand down and you'd have to see like how much you can keep it up. Mm-hmm. And so you do your baseline, you test like where where's your baseline, then you grab the thing and you put it next to your heart. And then with that hand, you do it the same thing. Mm-hmm. And if it's actively weaker, then that kind of shows you that that's not like a good energy that you need mm. for you right now. Oh, wow. It could always change, but for right now, it's not really helping your heart center and like balance the energies for you. So we did that with a couple different herbs and there were some that significantly like weakened my arm strength. Mm. And then there were ones that made my my arm strength a lot stronger. Oh, wow. And we would we test back and forth. We'd say like, oh, maybe that one was a fluke. Let's let's try that again. Mm-hmm. And we'd do it and it would be the same result. So I picked up some herbs and they ended up being herbs that are my favorite herbs that I'm always <laughs> working with too. And it wasn't even intentionally because I kind of figured like, oh, I already have all of these. Like I don't need to get more. Mm-hmm. But let me just hold it up because I know I love these ones. You <laughs> was know? hibiscus in there? Yes, it was hibiscus and rose and osha root, which are like my my tops yep. right there. Yep, so, the reason. Yeah, yep. and I tried some other ones. I tried some mullein. I tried some mugwort. I tried um uh some other one. There was like this blend one that had a couple different blends with like um I think chamomile and mint, mm-hmm. and we did it, and it was not no bueno yeah so we did that and it was great <laughs> so i brought those home the people in the store in the apothecary where they did they understand what was going on they like look over they're like yes well, it was, <laughs> we agree with that technique <laughs> i'm sure i think i think she did it was only one woman it okay. was a really small apothecary in the middle of like the plaza type mm. of area but it was really small and it was kind of hidden away um but it was still in that center but it, it was just kind of like a really hidden shop mm. and um, she was watching us the whole time and we were chatting and she's actually from Colorado. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. So, so she's dope. I think it's called Cinnamon Botanicals in okay. Taos. She's great. So you should check her out. She has a lot of knowledge too. And she ended up having this Oracle deck, this plant Oracle deck. Mm. And it, um, the, the card that I pulled was Shishandra. And which is this berry mm. and it's associated again with like similarly to hibiscus and rose it's it's to do with the heart center mm. with um invigorating the heart it's very fiery mm. and um and it's apparently this berry it's like a aphrodisiac as well okay but it's really good for balancing women's hormones and um mm. fertility and like women's health so I pulled that card and she was like, oh my gosh, you have to see what it tastes like. And and we tasted it and it was great. And it, she said that the more you chew it, the more flavor profiles you're going to get. So it's mm. going to be sour. It's going to be sweet. It's going to be salty. It's going to be zesty, citrusy. So there's so many different flavor profiles. And then I was thinking, okay, that's really cool. Cause that adds up with my rose and my hibiscus where mm. it's very heart centered and mm-hmm. very much around that. 
And then we go to this co-op and they had this Shishandra drink and it was so good. So I drank that and it Ooh. was, it was lovely. I'll, I took a picture of the brand so that we can buy some. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know, that's going to be the next question. Oh I yeah. Ask. <laughs> oh yeah. And it was so good. It tasted great. So, but yeah, like, um, if you're wanting to see what resonates with you and what's going to um, be an ally to you, I'd, I'd recommend doing that. And I'm sure that there's articles on it. Mm-hmm. But that's what we did. And then I guess the last thing um, that that I want, I kind of wanted to bring up with all of this as well is what can take away from your protective work. Mm-hmm. So sometimes to go back to that, that um, to paraphrase from Lori Cabot's book, is that sometimes we're our own, our own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we are setting ourselves up for failure mm-hmm. or we are sabotaging ourselves. So what happens when you do protective work, having part of you that's consciously wanting to protect yourself, but then how do you battle that with the subconscious that is trying to self-sabotage because Mm -hmm. it wants to stay in its, you know, its old loops and cycles. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the big things is social media, Mm -hmm. uh, which goes back to that jealousy and envy. We all feel it. We all experience it. We all do it. We all receive it. And so I think social media is a big, um, it does kind of mess with our, our protective energy. And I think that sometimes, because we're in a day and age where it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. So how do you approach social media with that protection? And I think a lot of it is that conscious, you know, of like, okay, I'm not going to allow myself to entertain mm-hmm. these feelings. But I think also just kind of having a certain ritual around it so yeah. you can protect yourself from it, saying mm-hmm. like, I'm only going to go during this time of the day. Mm-hmm. Or if I do go, I'm going to put up a shield mm-hmm. so I can protect myself from that. And just being kind of aware that social media is designed to make you feel inferior mm-hmm. and inadequate about yourself. Um, the other thing is to go back to energy vampires. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do all this protective work, but if you are actively agreeing to have people in your life that you know, like you're not blind to it, you know, are actively trying to do this to you, you're either going to have to beef up your protection or you're going to have to eradicate it. So, yeah. Um, and that goes back to not just energy vampires, but really any people that you're feeling are just kind of not within your best interest. Yeah whether it's intentional or, or unintentional. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing are just basic things like taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. getting enough rest, making mm-hmm. sure that you're eating enough, making sure that you're um, kind of eating foods that y- you know are good for mm-hmm. you. Not to say that healthy food is always the way. Sometimes we needed a cookie or something and that's really <laughs> going to be like our soul food. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes that's the truth, but you know what that looks like yep. for you. Yeah. Um. I think also uh, absorbing certain movies and music. I know music is such a powerful tool for me to change my vibe. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm putting on music that I know is kind of bringing me down, Mm -hmm. um, it's not going to help me. And Mm -hmm. so I know that for me, for example, when I was, when I would, for a while when I was driving, I would put on these certain music and it's really like kind of amped up like, more edgy, mm-hmm. hardcore type songs. Mm-hmm. And I realized that was me just trying to protect myself. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that there was such like an underlying tone of anger mm-hmm. that I realized that it wasn't, it was just making me now feel road rage. Mm-hmm. 
So, and not to say that all music is like, like all hardcore edgy, you know, music is like that, but it was the specific genre. Cause I was listening to a lot of like really edgy funk, mm. P-H-O-N-K, <laughs> which is just like really electronified, you know, intense music. And I always have, um, and, and my husband knows this too, where it's like, you can always tell what kind of mood I'm in based off of like the kind of music. And so if like, let's say. I don't know. There was a day where I got very unpleasant news and I got mad. And so immediately I'm like heavy metal. Like we got to like, I I need this to kind of like, it almost in a way, like kind of like opposite. Like it helps me work through the emotions that yeah. I already have versus yeah. Like I, I know that there's so much power in the music that you listen to where I do not want to be listening to certain things if I know that like my headspace is not there and that's not, it's not going to help me work through it. But I don't know. Yeah. A lot of the times where it's just, I'm feeling good and there's just light, fun stuff. Like if I'm feeling like in a good mood, I'm happy and I'm feeling myself. I pick a lot of songs and music that I know the words to, and I want to sing to. And, yeah. and so it's just so interesting to like how that could be something that really changes the energy and again it doesn't have to be like I don't want anyone to think that um like I'm not going to judge anybody based off their genre of music that they want to listen to and so again it's just like it's like your practice where if one day you want to be listening to this and the other day you want to be listening to that like I'm not going to be like oh well you look like this type of person right. and therefore like you're not allowed to listen to anything else it's like no if you're if you're feeling some like Tracy Chapman and then then you're feeling like some Justin Bieber and then you're feeling <laughs> yeah. you know whatever like that's fine you know it's um music is such a, a powerful I, I want to say instrument pun intended I guess um to use at your disposal and yeah, just like, I don't know, people just need to relax a little bit. Just like, just listen to whatever music you want. <laughs> and I, well, and I think you bring up a good point that like, sometimes you need that music to channel it. Yeah. Like with the hardcore, because I definitely feel that way too, where sometimes, especially like people pleasing or, mm -hmm. or you, you know, you, you bit your tongue all day long, like you need to let it out yeah because it, it's there you can't just wish it away or just pretend that it's not there i do an intense drum solo on my steering wheel yeah <laughs> yes uh, if anyone happens to pull up next to me <laughs> as i'm driving <laughs> that's what's happening <laughs> yes i love it and yeah like and and you're, you're right. That music is so powerful and you can use it to set up your protection. You, you really can. And I would do the same thing with movies too, growing up where it would kind of be my alter ego and mm -hmm. I would channel like Elle Woods, you know, mm -hmm. when I was feeling like I needed. That's where that pink came from, huh? No, seriously, because <laughs> Elle Woods was one of my favorite movies growing up. I love that movie, especially as a Capricorn woman. Like she is girl bossing the whole way. <laughs> Wait, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I don't know if she's a Capricorn, oh, but okay. me as a Capricorn. Oh, but okay. I'm like, oh, it, when's her birthday? <laughs> <laughs> no clue. <laughs> um, and and like I've taken the the sixteen personality quiz mm -hmm. thing, yep. and and Elle Woods always shows up as like my representation <laughs> of my six. So it's like I really resonated with that. So anytime I really needed to feel strong in myself, needed to feel like you know what, I'm gonna 
show the world that Paloma Res can do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that Paloma can do <laughs> anything she sets her mind to. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> um, before, yeah, before we f- finish, I just wanted to say another thing that can kind of take away from the protective energy work is the certain substances that you're mm-hmm. taking. And mm-hmm. I know it's a really hard conversation for us to have because I know we're in a day and age where we all have our vices. And, yeah. and I am no stranger to that. I was a cigarette smoker for a while. And um, so... And and I was a heavy drinker and like, you know, some of my family has that history of that. Um, but there's some truth that like certain things can really inhibit your ability for your best judgment. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's a bad thing because I think that certain substances can actually be a conduit for you to tap in. But I think when it's done with a lot of intention mm-hmm. and when you're not trying to hide or run away from yourself... Um, that's only when it can be good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, like totally when you're having a fun time, like, you know, I get it, but we all know within ourselves when we've crossed the line Mm -hmm. and that's when you have to be really honest with yourself because you can do protective work, but when you are actively harming yourself or putting yourself in harmful situations, Mm -hmm. it it cancels itself out. There's no way that it's, yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I had to really say on that topic. Yeah. What well, are your thoughts? I mean, I always have thoughts, but yeah, I think today was just a really great, and it's always the start of the conversation, right? It's always just like, well, we're never going to talk about energy work ever again, and that's about <laughs> it. Um, no, it's just, and, and I know I'm going to be finishing that book, The Empath Survival Guide, and um, of course, we'll put a link in, in our bio, and And it's just, it's going to continuously come up just because that's just life and you can't just say it once and then just be a a master of it. So, um, I just really, really loved hearing just all the different kind of practices and all the different types of, of ways of going about protective energy work. And I just really, I wish for everyone listening that they just take that time to I mean, again, it doesn't have to be an extensive thing, but even just like for yourself when you're waking up or when you're, you know, what you do, Paloma, when you get into your car or if you know you're about to go into a meeting or, you know, whatever the situation is of just how can you tap into that? And um, just really, if if we're all tapping into it, we can all just be better people and we could be creating better environments and a better world at the end of the day. Um, so that's what my grand plan is, is <laughs> how can we just make the world a better place with with this knowledge? So um, thank you so much for, as always, just sharing your knowledge and passing it on to the rest of us. Well, thank you. <laughs> and I feel like you've definitely opened my eyes up to a lot of this. I think that's like, you know, you bring so much perspective to this too and, and experience and yeah, just a lot of. It's fun being able to really dive deep into these things. And so much of spiritual work is just kind of entertaining the idea that this might be real. Mm -hmm. And that's the scary part because part of you feels like you could either be totally crazy or totally onto something. Yep. You know? Worst case scenario, I don't know. doesn't work. We're cuckoo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't want to say it, but... (laughs) 
<laughs> Worst case scenario, you just chalk this up as another podcast yeah. episode you listen to and then yeah. you move on. And But I really do. I really I encourage everybody and challenge everybody to to really try to practice this at some point over the next week or month or even the next, I don't know, maybe if you want to do it over the next day while it's fresh in your mind. But um, I think there's just so much. Honestly, the worst thing that could happen is that it just yeah. doesn't work, you know, and yeah. um, or it could be amazing and it changes your life. So absolutely. And and again, to go back to this is all tailored for you. So mm-hmm. you can do protection work in ways of prayer. You yeah. can do it in ways of um, singing. Mm-hmm. Like I know a lot of old traditional magic the way that they would do it is that they would chant Mm -hmm. as their way of doing it Mm -hmm. or sing a certain song or a rhyme or something like that so it can really be anything you want you can put it into a painting Mm -hmm. you can have an intention when you sit down and make a piece of art of this is my intention and there's so many different ways that you can express your magic it really doesn't have to be um the sort of ways that all the books say Mm -hmm. (laughs) because to be fair all these books that have spell work, you know, I've read them, but I didn't do like 98% of them <laughs> because it's it's like it's too much and it, it's not catered to my lifestyle yeah. or my resources mm-hmm. or... It's overwhelming. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Where am I even going to get these ingredients? Exactly. Yeah. Or, yeah. And, and there's so many steps and rules and I just feel like those are all super valid and I feel like, you know, obviously they're, they're working for somebody, mm-hmm. but... I think that you have a lot more control. And for me, all of this work is just energy work and energy manipulation. Mm-hmm. And you're just finding out what is um, like the best channel yeah. for it for you personally. So yeah. you can do it in art. You can do it in music. You can do it in watching the movies that you watch or the yep. videos that you watch or the games that you play. Mm-hmm. Um there's so many ways of doing it. You can do it with the herbs. You can do it with the foods that you make, mm-hmm. you know, like this food is going to be protective of my health. It's all of this. Yeah. Um, you can do it in candle magic. You can do it in sigils. You mm-hmm. can do it in tattoos. You yeah. know, a lot of people do that too, um, where they have a certain intention as they're getting the work done. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do it in the jewelry. You can do it in the hair. They say that the hair holds a lot of magic and holds a lot of energy. So you can do it in, people will do it in braids. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's like a lot of Norse magic around hair magic where you braid and you have a certain intention as you braid. So there's mm-hmm. so many different ways that you can do this mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a scary thing when you put it like that. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know how to braid my own hair, but maybe after this I'll learn how to braid and I'll like kind of set intentions as I, as I do it. Yeah. And you can create like a little ditty, a little rhyme. A little ditty. Yeah. Or just like Like a mantra or some some sort that I'm just like kind of going through. And I mean, I know we're talking about like affirmations and stuff of just kind of like that ritual of just like even doing your hair, you're curling your hair, you're putting on your makeup, you know, you have those rituals. Yeah. Yeah. And and to go along with that too, yeah, makeup, mm-hmm. that's another pr- very protective thing. Clothing, mm-hmm. very protective. There's even yoga mudras, like mm-hmm. the hand mm-hmm. um, positions that you're in and, and the different um, sort of sayings that go with it that you can do too. Mm-hmm. There's another yoga uh, chant that I would do um, when I was practicing kundalini yoga mm-hmm. in the Sikh community in, in New Mexico and they have this one 
it's like ad karenama jukargana nama satkarenama sri guru deve nama which is like another protective thing and mm. i would say that in the car and sorry if i butchered it it's been a long time since i used that one cuz i ended up just using the like just the snap my fingers mm-hmm. and doing that but that's another thing that's a very protective um mantra too mm-hmm. that you can say so so many different ways it's really all about like your own creativity with yeah. it yep so well thank you thank you <laughs> and thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> now go out and go work on that protective energy <laughs> yeah really Thank you for joining us today as we talk about protective energy work. Join us next week as we talk about chapter three of The Women Who Run With The Wolves, where we go into the story of Vasilisa the Wise and the importance of the doll. Follow our Instagram and our TikTok, which is at the spiritual curiosity pod. That's where you will find updates on episodes, behind the scenes, or whenever we pull things like tarot cards and you can see the decks for yourself or the books for yourself. But with that said, in the meantime, stay stay curious. curious.